114. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, 114 episodes deep into the Moyes Health podcast. Thank you ever so much for jumping back and joining me again. And if this is your first time, then do make sure you peruse back over our library of content. Plenty to motivate, plenty to educate, plenty to entertain, and hopefully inspire you to become the best version of yourself. And in today's episode, I'm going to do my best to continue that trend. A massive thank you as well to all of you that have enjoyed those previous episodes as well as our latest ones. There's no particular order you need to listen to them in. Again, as long as you're getting what you need from them, that's what's important. So let's sit back, grab a coffee, enjoy your walk, enjoy your drive, and let's crack on with today's episode. Stanley, Stanley, the genius behind Marvel, the genius behind the Marvel comics, the original author, the OG, if you will, once turned around and said that when it comes to writing his characters, the origin story for both the hero and the villain are the same. In a nutshell, they both started life in strife, in a challenge. Something happened which changed their world forever. Bruce Wayne's parents got killed. Superman's planet blew up, uh, to give but two examples. And yes, I'm well aware that Superman is DC and not Marvel. But in general, in comic book writing, in all literature writing, the hero and the villain tend to have a very, very similar origin story. Something happened earlier on in their life that set them on the path. And it was their decision with how they dealt with that trauma which decided the path they took in life. Nine times out of ten, the villain's attitude is the world hurt me, so I'm going to hurt the world. The hero, their origin story, their reaction to the trauma is the world hurt me, I'm going to do my best to make sure the world doesn't hurt anybody else. The trauma remains the same. The trauma, the situation, it's all about the reaction to it. And I've spoken on previous podcasts about responding rather than reacting. And although this is a not a fictional, because arguably the reason I'm using it is because it's a great metaphor for us all. But the reason why I am using this example is because how we respond to the traumas that we face in life ultimately decides the outcome of not just who we are but what we achieve a lot of the time people go through traumas some of the most horrific situations in life and they can be crippling if you go back to christ episode 15 of this podcast what you'll find is an episode about my father and about my relationship with my father and it wasn't a good one to say the least i won't spoil the episode um but we didn't have the best of relationships and for a long time in my life i was i approached life a little bit like the villain you know this is the reason why my behavior is what it is it's because of my dad it's because of what he did do it's because of what he didn't do rah, rah, woe is me and it's only really been in the last five years or so that I've really begun to think a little bit more like the hero's mentality. 
of just because that happened to me doesn't mean that has to happen to somebody else. And I guess actually it's not five years. One could argue it's seven. Seven. Since my triplets came along, my attitude has been very, very different. And it's been very much a case of just because that's how my dad was with me, I'm going to do everything with them that I didn't get. And you see this a lot. Parents have got a lot to fucking answer for. And if you are a parent and you have a young child, recognize that there is a fucking microscope on you with every move you are making, with the way you conduct yourself, with the way that you with you behave in day-to-day life, with your general attitude, with how you respond to stresses, the way in which you live, all of these things, you are being watched. And those kids are building their entire worlds, their entire foundation, belief system, behaviors based upon the example that you are setting. So, like, set a good one, for fuck's sake. But I guess in an overarching theme of of everything, when they came along, it made me realize that I can't have that attitude of the world hurt me, I'm going to hurt the world. I can't have that attitude of... You know, this is how my dad was with me and this is why I act the way I do, etc. Because, again, I hurt a lot of people along the way with that mentality of of lackadaisicalness. And ironically, my mentality towards my father or my late father, I should say now, um, has changed. And nowadays, it would be very, very interesting to spend time with the man, especially with the... I guess the fortress of solitude I've created within my own mind. I'm confident in my belief system. I'm confident in my ability. I'm confident in my own attitude and mantra towards life. So I'm not so easy manipulated at 35 as I was at 15 or 25 even. So I guess, like I said, in terms of your origin story, maybe you've been someone that was heavily shaped by a certain event in your life or a certain person. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't go from being the villain to being the hero. Because sometimes we use these things as an excuse. This happens, so that's why I am the way I am. But ultimately, if we forever go forth with that mentality, we're never going to become the best version of ourselves. We're only ever going to be chasing our tail when it comes to life. We're only ever going to be feeling shit about ourselves and what we haven't achieved and looking upon others with envious eyes and critical eyes sometimes as opposed to, you know, using them as as beacons of example and learning from them. Success leaves clues after all. The people that you idolize, there's something to take away from them. You've just got to make sure you do it in a careful, balanced way and you don't obsess too much about replicating their success. You translate it to yourself as opposed to replicate it. It's easy to dial this one down as well into a more tangible circumstance. Let me give an example. The amount of times as a coach I hear the the term, I'm busy. Oh, I couldn't do that because I'm busy. It was an opportunity to do this because I'm busy. When you are busy, there's actually more opportunity than there is obstacle. Because from a fat loss point of view, you're looking to control the amount of calories you consume. Which means that a lot of the time, the additional calories tend to come from picking and snacking and sometimes boredom eating or emotional eating. But a lot of the time when you're busy, there isn't the capacity to do that because your mind is occupied on other things. With movement and activity, 
You know, in some cases, being busy can be really beneficial because if you are busy and you're on your feet, that's a really good thing. You know, if I have a really active day of getting jobs done, it's because I'm doing DIY and shit like that. And therefore, it means that I'm on my feet and so I'm burning plenty of calories. So again, there's there's opportunity. Being busy can compromise you, of course, as far as I need to be organized. But one could argue, is that a compromise? Because if being busy forces you to be organized, I again see that as an opportunity. That's the hero's mentality. The villain's mentality is, well, I'm busy, so I, I can't possibly track my calories. I can't possibly control my intake. I, I can't possibly get my steps done or be active. Um, you know, I'm busy, so I can't get to the gym. So you see, it's the same situation, it's the same obstacle, but one, the, the hero chooses to see it as an opportunity, the other chooses to see it as the obstacle that it is, and it derails them. And I think the phrase that I've used quite a bit with my clients, uh, or the, the saying, if you will, is, instead of waiting for the storm to pass, learn to dance in the rain. And that's never more true than when it comes to life in general. Folks, you may all love the idea of, of pausing your life to achieve progress, but it's not fucking possible. Unless you piss off to a farm somewhere and go and go to fat camp and go and like have all your meals prepared for you, have every exercise session with a PT and everything timed and regulated, then life must go on. And even if you did that, to be fair, you'd be doing it in a bubble. So then the moment normal life comes back in, you've got no idea how to deal with normal life. And therefore, the weight goes back on and all the same obstacles are still there. And that's my point. Life will always throw you something. I've spoken this morning with my check-ins with my clients about the importance of adapting. We check in on a minimum of a weekly basis but the reason we do that is so that we can be proactive. So we not just, you know, we can review the week before, so reactive, but we can also be proactive with looking at the week ahead. And there's some weeks where there's some clients where every week we adjust their calories, where we go, right, this week you need more. Next week, there's nothing going on. Let's achieve a bigger deficit. If you go forwards with the mentality of, I am going to maximize everything I'm doing to the nth degree, and you go forwards with this, you know, this this attitude of, oh, I can't do that because I got busy. Then you're only ever going to be as good as your worst week. But if you go forwards with the attitude of understanding the principle behind it, which is create a decent enough caloric deficit to achieve results within a, a an acceptable time frame, but understand that if that's 1,500 calories on your most optimal week, but it's 1,700 calories on your least optimal that's still fucking progress because chances are your maintenance calories are 2,000 or 2,200, etc. So 1,700 calories is still a deficit. If you go into that with the mentality of, yeah, but it wasn't perfect, you're just going to screw yourself over. If you go into that with the mentality of that's what's possible this week and you adapt as you go, you're going to be far more successful. And this is what not enough people do. They don't understand that it's about the deficit over time. It's about the consistency over time. But consistency isn't hitting the same target week in, week out, day in, day out. It's about consistently achieving the principle and understanding that the speed of which you're achieving is going to change. 
you all know I love an analogy. So here's another one. It's like a motorway. A motorway is 70 miles an hour. Are you going to do exactly 70 miles an hour the entire time you're on that motorway? No. Because you're going to come across points where there's traffic, so you've got to slow down to 40, 50. There's going to be times where you're overtaking, so maybe you'll creep up above. Maybe you'll be a bit faster. But nine times out of 10, every single motorway you're on, every single journey you're on is going to have to fluctuate with speed. You're not just going to be able to get at a speed, sit there, and happily ever after. Not to mention, as you achieve, as you reduce your mass, your body requires less energy. And because it requires less energy, you're then in a position where you need to increase the size of your deficit by manipulating other factors. So there's so much to be aware of and to understand the need to adapt. And that brings me quite nicely back to the preface of this episode. You listening to this right now, you've got trauma in your past. We all do because it shaped who we are. We are who we are because of not just the good things that happened to us, but more to the point, we are who we are because of the challenges we faced in our lives, the traumas that we faced. And as I said, some of them have been absolutely awful and they're experiences that you wouldn't wish upon your worst enemy. But we're still here and they're still part of our history. And this is the reason why, hopefully, in these podcasts, I've done my best to show you guys my history, or at least a tiny modicum of it, to understand that it shaped who I am. It shaped who I am in myself, my morals, my values. It shaped who I am as a parent. It shaped who I am as a coach. There's nothing wrong with your past. Even if you've been the most biblically fuck of arseholes, you know, in terms of the people around you or how you've been you can still use that past for good. The villain can always become the hero. There's always opportunity to turn things around. You don't need to let the past or one moment define you. You don't need to be completely derailed by life and just forever attack the world and forever think that your life is the sum of one horrible moment because it's just not the case. (laughs) One could argue your life is the sum of many horrible moments. But how you reacted to them, that's not a bad thing. There's something good that can come from every circumstance. But you'll never see that if you only ever see it as the reason why you can't do something. Or the reason why you can't achieve. Or the reason why you are the way you are. So my advice to each and every one of you is to question, do you want to be the hero or do you want to be the villain? Are you going to approach life from a position of fuck you or are you going to approach it from a position of I want to become the best version I can be to serve myself, to serve the people around me? Because what else are we going to do with our time here? It's incredibly short and every single thing that we have will one day be in the hands of somebody else. Every single physical construct of houses and cars and all that bollocks will one day belong to somebody else. And in actual fact, you know what, I'm going to read you something. It's bouncing around on Facebook at the moment, and you've probably potentially even read it already. But something I want to leave you with as far as, I guess, your thoughts for the future. Have you ever thought about this? In 100 years... 
like in 2123, we will all be buried with our relatives and friends. Strangers will live in our homes we fought so hard to build, and they will own everything we have today. All our possessions will be unknown and unborn, including the car we spent a fortune on and will probably be scrap, preferably in the hands of an unknown collector. Our descendants will hardly or hardly know who we were, nor will they remember us. How many of us know our grandfather's father? After we die, we'll be remembered for a few more years, but then we are just a portrait on someone's shelf. And a few years later, our history, photos and deeds disappear into history's oblivion. We won't even be memories. If we paused one day to analyse these questions, perhaps we would understand how ignorant and weak the dream to achieve it all was. If we could only think about this, surely our approaches, our thoughts would change and we would be different people. Always having more, no time for what's really valuable in this life. I'd change all this to live and enjoy the walks I'd never taken. The hugs I didn't give. The kisses for our children and our loved ones. The jokes we didn't have time for. Those would certainly be the most beautiful moments to remember. After all, they would fill our lives with joy. And we waste it day after day with greed and intolerance. I thought that was quite profound, hence why I saved it, kept it in my phone. And I think it's exactly right. We're here for such a short space of time, let's make the best of it while we're here. So let's make the best of it by achieving. Let's make the best of it by feeling a certain way. And that doesn't come through purchase, that comes through what we do within ourselves. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope today has inspired you. I hope this episode has inspired you. I hope it's made you think. As I've always said to you, that is the primary purpose of this podcast, to make you guys think about your lives and the way in which you're approaching them so that you, as an individual, can become the best version of yourself. And to do that, that requires being reflective, being transparent with yourself, taking ownership, being accountable, and really beginning to optimize the areas of your life which could improve. To change your origin story from being that of the villain into that of the hero. And remember, in the process of doing that, accept the things of which you cannot change. Have the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference. See you next time. Toodles. <laughs>